0: Hear ya. Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Joe. I'm Megan. And I'm Serena. This week, we will be discussing Chapter 14 of the Chamber of Secrets, Cornelius Fudge. But before we head over to Serena for the summary, I just have a small announcement. If you listen to us on Stitcher, they will no longer be in operation as of August 29th, so you will not be able to access the show via Stitcher. You can continue listening on their sister at Pandora or wherever else podcasts are available. Now we'll head over to Serena in the Slytherin Common Room for the summary.
1: Harry, Ron, and Hermione decide not to confront Hagrid as time passes and there are no more attacks. Second-year students choose their courses for the next year. Quidditch practice becomes more frequent, and Harry returns to his dormitory to find his belongings ransacked and the diary gone. When Harry hears the voice again, Hermione runs to the library and the Gryffindors' match with Hufflepuff is cancelled due to Hermione and another girl getting attacked and petrified. Harry and Ron decide to visit Hagrid and overhear a conversation between Dumbledore, Cornelius Fudge, and Lucius Malfoy. Hagrid is taken away and Dumbledore suspended as the Ministry tries to stop the attacks.
0: Okay, so the trio are pondering what Harry saw in Tom Riddle's diary, and they try to explain away Hagrid's involvement. Harry actually has a twinge of pain. Nope. (laughs) We're starting already. (laughs) Harry actually has a twinge of pity for Tom Riddle, saying that he didn't blame him for wanting to stay at Hogwarts instead of going back to the Muggle orphanage if the school closed because of the attacks on Muggleborns. Four months pass without any attacks, and in March, the Mandrakes throw a wild party, which makes Professor Sprout very happy. She says once they start trying to get into each other's pots, they will be fully matured and ready to revive all who have been petrified. So the second years are now starting to pick subjects for the following year. They keep the subjects that they already have, and they have to pick additional subjects. Hermione signs up for everything, of course. And poor Harry thinks about how funny it would be if he tried to talk to the Dursleys about his course load. And it's so sad that he he like has no family to ask for advice and such about his, his school life.
1: Right? He has Percy, so... Well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Percy actually gives him some good advice regarding the different subjects and he tells him to play to his strengths, which I thought was pretty interesting because in book four, that's the exact same thing that Mad-Eye Moody says to him when he's trying to figure out the Triwizard Tournament. Harry just ends up choosing whatever subjects Ron signs up for. So if he doesn't do well, they'll at least have each other to fall back on. So one evening after quidditch practice harry runs into a frantic neville at the stairs of the dormitory when they go inside harry's things are thrown all over the room and his belongings are all upturned and it seems like someone was searching for something harry realizes that the diary is missing so he and ron run to the common room to discuss it with hermione hermione wisely points out that it must have been a gryffindor because no one else would have been able to get into their common room just before saturday's quidditch game Harry once again hears this disembodied voice talking about killing and ripping. Ron and Hermione, of course, can't hear the voice, which sparks something in Hermione's brain, and she runs off to the library. Harry goes to the Quidditch pitch to get ready for the match, and just as he's mounting his broom, Professor McGonagall comes hurrying towards them, carrying a purple megaphone, which I love that visual. She announces that the match has been cancelled and all the students are to return to their common rooms as quickly as possible to await further information from their head of house. McGonagall tells Harry to follow her and Ron joins them. She takes them to the hospital wing and before entering she says that this will be a bit of a shock. There has been another double attack and upon entering the infirmary, they see that Penelope, Clearwater and Hermione have both been petrified and McGonagall tells them that there was a mirror found next to them. She escorts them back to Gryffindor common room to address the whole of Gryffindor house. There are some new laws that have been put into place for extra protection. So students must return to their common rooms by 6 p.m. Students will be escorted to lessons by a teacher. Students will be escorted to bathrooms by a teacher, which is a little weird. All Quidditch training and matches have been postponed, and there will be no more evening activities. She finishes by telling them how distressed she is, and that it's very likely that school will be closed unless the culprit is caught. Lee Jordan points out that no Slytherins have been attacked, and everything to do with the attacks stems from Slytherin, so they should just toss all the Slytherins out. Problem solved. Percy is extremely upset and George says it's because Penelope was a prefect and Percy didn't think that the monster would dare attack a prefect. What George doesn't know is that Percy- He's super
2: guilty! (laughs) He's
0: secretly dating Penelope, which is probably, at least in part, why he's so upset. Why are they dating in secret?
2: I don't know. Are prefects not allowed to date? Maybe it's because it's a Ravenclaw? (gasps) Shocking! Like
0: if he was dating a Slytherin, I could see him trying to
2: cover it up, but I find it weird that they're trying to keep it. Or maybe she's embarrassed of him. (laughs) Maybe. I have a question about the mirror. Did Hermione like recruit her and be like, hey, this is what I found out. Like, do you think? And then both of them were trying to see it through the mirror.
0: Yes, that's actually that's exactly yeah. what ends up happening. Hermione, I guess, while she was coming back from the library, she found whatever she needed to find at the library. And as she was coming back, she ran into Penelope and she had the mirror. So I think they were using it to look around corners before yeah. they went. That's exactly yeah what happens. So Harry is feeling distraught and decides that he and Ron need to go visit Hagrid. So Harry gets out his invisibility cloak and the two of them sneak out when everyone is sleeping. They sneak past all of the staff keeping watch and out the front door. And I have to say, I have like zero confidence in the Hogwarts staff keeping anyone safe. If two second years can sneak past them with something as simple as an invisibility cloak and all the staff on duty, not one of them notices like the huge doors opening, (laughs) Uh, they make it to Hagrid's hut And he's surprised to see them. He's holding a crossbow and is extremely agitated. He starts to make them tea but fumbles around and ends up breaking the teapot. And he proceeds to give them mugs of hot water without any tea bags. He sets down the fruitcake on the table and there's another knock at the door. Ron and Harry quickly put on the cloak and hide in a corner. So when Hagrid opens the door, he finds Dumbledore and the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge, who is also Mr. Weasley's boss... Fudge tells Hagrid that he had to come and things have gone far enough. The ministry has got to act. Can I just point out that he waited for four students, a cat and a ghost to be attacked before he decided that anything needed to be done? Uh, Dumbledore makes it clear that he supports Hagrid 100%, but Fudge says that Hagrid's record is against him and the Ministry must do something. If Hagrid turns out to be innocent and somebody else is caught, then Hagrid will be released from Azkaban. Easy peasy with a full apology. There is another knock at the door, and Lucius Malfoy saunters inside looking for Dumbledore. And I thought it was funny that Fang growls at him. He hasn't growled at anybody at all, but when Lucius comes in, he gets growled at so trust the dog
2: always always, always. Trust the dog if That's the dog right. doesn't like someone you guys can't see the face that i made sorry <laughs> i know i'm waiting for something
0: to come out and you're just like
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just making a face like <laughs> like but it was like my face was a bunch of exclamation points so yes put it that way hagrid
0: tells lucius to get out of his house and lucius is so rude and he insults hagrid's home i mean we obviously see where draco gets it from He has come to give Dumbledore an order of suspension signed by all 12 governors. And even Fudge doesn't think it's a good idea to suspend Dumbledore because if Dumbledore can't stop the attacks, then nobody can. But Lucius points out that it is up to the school governors and not the ministry to suspend the headmaster. Hagrid asks how many of the governors had to be blackmailed and threatened to get the order signed. He says, without Dumbledore, the muggle-borns don't stand a chance. So Dumbledore is like, No, no, no. If they want me gone, I'll go. But he will only be truly gone from the school when none there are loyal to him. And that help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. And then he gives a little quick eye flick to the corner where Harry and Ron are hiding. So everyone exits the hut, but Hagrid yells back that if anyone wanted to find out some stuff, all they would have to do is follow the spiders. And then he says that someone will have to feed Fang while he's away. So when Ron and Harry are alone, Ron says that they're in real trouble now. They may as well close the school tonight because without Dumbledore, there will be an attack a day.
1: That went really quick. It did. I don't know why I thought Lucius Malfoy worked at the Ministry of Magic.
0: I did as well for the longest time. It's because he's always there. Yeah, but apparently he doesn't. Are we sure he doesn't? Because didn't he... See, now I'm confused between book and movie, because I'm pretty sure in book one, didn't he at some point say to Arthur, see you at work?
1: Yeah, he says it in the movie. I don't think he says it in the book. You're right. But I was Googling because I was like, what department does he work in? Because I was watching the movies this week as well. And first of all, I was like, are the Weasleys just so poor because they decided to have seven children? You know what I mean? But then I was like, if him and Lucius both work at the ministry, how different can their pay be? Like, obviously they work in different departments. So then I was like, what department does Lucius Malfoy work in? But apparently he doesn't even work there. Regardless
0: of his pay, his family just has money. So he he would have more money than Arthur. And I said before, like, I find it odd that, well, the Weasleys and Pruitts, because Molly's a Pruitt. They are both, I believe both of them are from the Sacred 28, which are old wizarding families. So you'd think they'd have more money than they do, seeing as both their families are like from a long line of pureblood wizards. But you are right, because the first few books, I assume that Lucius worked at the ministry, but I know later on he didn't because they were all kind of going on about how much time he spends there and like for what purpose. But I did originally think he worked there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. why I still thought he worked there. But apparently it seems like he doesn't even have a job. He's just one of the governors. And I also think that
0: like he always gives the ministry money. So he probably just figures that he has a say at what goes on there.
1: Yeah, he just like goes around and has connections and stuff. But he doesn't do anything.
2: investor.
0: Yeah, that's what I think it is as well.
1: Yeah. I know that you were saying
2: that. Percy was so upset because they're dating Mm -hmm. I think he's so upset because he feels guilty because they were out sneaking around and she was probably on her way back to wherever she was going from their little hangout and boom oh good point
0: so he's got like survivor's (laughs) guilt even though she didn't actually die (laughs) no that's a good point that's exactly that's probably exactly what happened I wonder if they were in the library together and then Hermione like scared Percy off (laughs) and then Penelope kind of, you know, you go first, I'll go behind and then got stuck behind with Hermione. Also, I'm
1: just wondering now, like, what time do they usually have to be in their dormitories?
0: Normally, I think it depends on years. I think the sixth and seventh years are later. I always, for some reason, I had nine o'clock. In my head, but that just could be because I work at a boarding school, and I know that the the younger kids have to be in at nine, and then the older ones have to be in by ten. I think.
1: What time is dinner? Well, we had
0: this discussion. I mean, not that
1: we know, but like because they have yeah. to be in their dormitory by six o'clock. So I'm like, what time is dinner? Like five, and then they just have to go straight to their dormitory.
0: Yeah, now because of the precautions, they have to be in at six. Maybe they just eat in their dormitories.
1: They have a curfew anyways, and yeah. also everyone has been attacked during the day. I'm not really understanding the curfew. But
0: during the day now, they have to travel with the entire house and be mm-hmm. escorted by a teacher. So I guess if there's an attack, there are many people there and witnesses.
2: And at night, if Dumbledore is gone, that's probably more dangerous than during the day when the school's more populated.
0: And to me, if something is getting into the school without them knowing and attacking people, what's to stop whatever is attacking people to get into a dormitory? So them being in the dormitory, I don't know what difference it makes.
2: Well, I suppose the theory behind that is only the houses know the password to get in right, right yeah. my
1: thing is just they have a curfew anyways they just made it like maybe a few hours or yeah like three four hours or they yeah. can't wander around at night anyways well they're
0: not supposed funny.
1: to but yeah they yeah. can <laughs> and they're I being know. escorted to the bathrooms yeah is it was a little weird but i read it too and i was like hmm. well i wonder if they get escorted
0: to like the washer but the teacher waits outside the door yeah that's
1: my thought I'm like that's I don't funny.
2: know why you guys are so creeped out like my thought is the teachers are just walking them to the bathroom and they're going in and using the bathroom like the teacher's not in there with them but I mean the thing is so they're still by themselves they know that the girl that died 50 years ago was killed in the, the bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> like that's the worst place which is fair but It's the same thing like, for example, I work underground and we had an all stations because our radios were down and so we had no radio communication underground, we weren't allowed to work and I had to go to the bathroom so I'm like, what do I do? What I did was my coworker came and she stood outside of the refuge and watched me walk down to the bathroom. And we still had no radio, we still couldn't talk, we were still alone, but she knew that if I didn't come back from in there, then something happened and like, that's what we did. So that's what would happen, right? It would be that situation.
1: The reason it was weird is because what it says is no student is to use the bathroom unaccompanied by a teacher. It was just yes. worded strangely. They that's, said, okay, that's use fair.
0: the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not go to the bathroom. Because that's
1: what I figured. They would be escorted to the bathroom. But it was just the way it was worded. I was like, that sounds weird. Yeah, that that's does true. sound weird.
0: And my thing is, like I said, if anything, knowing that a girl died in the bathroom. bathroom that's where they need to be watched
2: is in the, bathroom. in the bathroom they need to implement you know those fancy restaurants and stuff that have bathroom attendants house elves they can implement house elves hey, as bathroom megan. attendants we're against slavery megan as Bathroom <laughs> it's not slavery
1: it, They. it would be a job they would yeah. pay
0: them can
2: you see Dubby there well, yes they could. A, like a towel <laughs> some cologne
1: also this is getting a little bit ahead because it'll be in a later chapter but like I said I was watching the movie this week and why of all places in the castle Salazar Slytherin was like the girl's bathroom <laughs> I'm gonna pick a random sink and that's gonna be the entrance like was that's... that just the randomest place you could think of I don't understand
0: I don't know if they do renovations to the castle I wonder if it was always a girl's bathroom maybe it was something else previously
1: that's what I was wondering too but it has to be because it's like in the sink in the
0: sink. Maybe he just thought that was, like, the safest place.
1: Yeah, I was like, no. Maybe was it wasn't so always a here. girl's
2: bathroom. Was Hogwarts always open to both genders? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was, like, one of those, like, male schools that... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, they're, they're female which is
0: Like,
1: we
2: should bring them, too.
0: I think he figured the girl's bathroom is safer than the boy's bathroom for some reason. Yeah. Maybe know. they
1: used to have, like, pure-blood bathrooms.
0: Oh. oh. Now that mm, that to be like yes the bloods only if the other founders weren't involved, I would say mm. yes, but because mm. the other founders were so against what he was trying to do, which was That's the reason true. he left in the first yeah. place, so yeah, they probably didn't do That's that, true. but I mean, I did like that idea that sounded collective
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> ooh. yeah, <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, maybe because that maybe would make anything. some sense,
2: right. Yeah, we need otherwise. to see some Hogwarts blueprints, original oh,
0: blueprints. I thought you were gonna say Hogwarts founder
2: movie, which I that would great Oh yes, that yeah. would be cool too. No, I was more interested in the blueprints. In the blueprints,
1: <laughs> I highly I doubt that see. they renovate.
2: Well, I'm really confused. I feel like it wouldn't be difficult. They would probably just move shit around with magic. Magic it. I mean, because
0: in the first one, when they went down the the trap door. Okay, that's like under the school. The Chamber of Secrets is under the school. How much room is underneath the school? Like everything seems to be under the school. probably
2: like, I would assume it's like a basement and it runs like the entire length of the castle. I get spoiled in
0: my head by movies because the Chamber of Secrets in the movie is huge massive and then you have the like when they went through the trap door where you had to have room for that humongous chessboard and all the different areas i mean there was a troll down there even though it was that wasn't in the movie in the book there was like a room with a troll so that also had to be a huge space i would assume that
2: it's the same square footage as the castle
0: the castle you have floors right even i know it's a big castle
2: but you have floors You know, it would be the same, like a basement, like another floor. Yeah, well, that's basically. what I'm yeah. thinking too. But it would that's... be just like.
0: Yeah. Or could you imagine if under the school was also in levels?
1: Different it sections. could be. We
2: have levels underground. <laughs> this yeah. is true. I think it, it can, must Gringotts have to be is that all way.
1: underground.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're definitely just in a big
0: mine. <laughs> okay, I'm going with that. That actually, yeah, I could see that.
2: Because isn't the castle literally on rocks? Yeah, yeah. And then surrounding You know what? I water. it's on like an embankment, kind of. Yeah, probably like a mine under there. All right,
0: Meg, we're going to head over to you in the Hufflepuff common room for Would You Rather.
2: All right. Chapter 14's Would You Rather question is Would you rather hear a murderous, disembodied voice that no one else can hear? Or would you rather be taken to Azkaban for something you didn't do?
0: I will go with hearing the voice. I don't want to be in Azkaban, I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel depressed. <laughs> I don't want the chance of a Dementor kissing me and sucking out my soul. I would rather know that I'm hearing voices, honestly.
1: Um, Yeah, I definitely take the voice as well.
0: Your reasoning?
1: I mean, I feel like that's pretty straightforward.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it in terms of like having my soul sucked out. I was like, what would drive me more crazy hearing a voice that no one else can hear or knowing that like I was somewhere and I didn't do it. I would be like, every day, I'd be like, I didn't do it! Get me out of here! Let me leave! It wasn't me! Get me the fuck out! And that would drive me more insane than hearing a voice whispering to me. The injustice of being there knowing you didn't do anything? I think I would actually kill myself and I wouldn't have to worry about a Dementor, I would just off myself.
0: If you think like me, I would be like, okay, if I did something and I deserve to be here, I'll take it. Like I'm here. I have, yeah. I, yes, I did it. I will take the punishment. But if I didn't do it, let me the fuck out of here. Yeah. I did not
2: do it. Find whoever did. <laughs> exactly. let me go. Job. Yeah, do job. They must have some job. sort of like police force. Get, get on it. Yeah,
0: they do. They have the, the oars. You need better detectives. Oh, So are we, we're all uh, taking the voice? Yeah. All right. We're all hearing voices. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Just another reminder that as of August 29th, Stitcher will no longer be in operation. So you could continue listening anywhere podcasts are available. Megan, homework for next week, please.
2: Our homework for next week is to read chapter 15, Aragog.
0: Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. And maybe mention us to all of your Potter friends. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to Podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast.